Our abilities are not for fleshy gain to seek fame, a bunch of followers on social media, or have a big, great ministry so people can say how great we are. You're tuned in to the One Strong Woman Show, where everyday heroines bench press life's villains. Hey, One Strong Woman, thank you so much. This is another week, and we are still on the topic of three areas that the villains love to attack, and that is identity, ability, and worship. I'm going to share another part of my message on this topic where I dive in and talk about ability. And we all have abilities that God has given us as his children, like not one person that has entered into this world that we do not have abilities that he's put inside of us. And he knows the abilities that he's put inside of us. Some of us um, may have decided to either hide them. Others have decided to multiply them. I'm going to dive more into that. So let's tune in and what I talk about abilities. And I'm going to come back and chat some more with you on this whole topic about us having abilities, us having superpowers, which is just our abilities, another form of saying superpowers and how we can use those for good. We can use those to expand the kingdom of God. We can use our abilities to encourage others. We are called to multiply what God has given us. So stay tuned and I'll be right back. The second area that King Jesus, the great overcomer, overcame was the temptation to use his God-given ability for selfish and fleshly gain. We can look at Matthew four, five, and six. So we see here that the enemy wanted Jesus to use his ability, his strength, his power, and might to raise himself up before he can even complete the assignment of dying on the cross for our sins. He wanted him to perform and show out in the flesh for fleshy, fleshy reasons. And so I, I just imagine like who would have been helped or saved if Jesus would have thrown himself down? Nobody, but Jesus. He would have been the only, been the only person, if he did that and threw himself down, he would have been the only person saved. How do I know that? Because he has the power to raise himself up. And we see in John 10, 17, Jesus said, Therefore, my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. And I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up. This command I have received from my father. So this, this would have been very disappointing and disheartening because the father sent the son to save the world through dying on the cross, not throwing himself down from the temple. So the temptation that we have to overcome as kingdom people, we're faced, we have to overcome using our God-given abilities, which is the power, might, and strength. To show off and bring glory to ourselves instead of bringing glory to God. Jesus died on the cross and gave up his life. And he opened up the way for us to give back to the Father. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he passed that test. Not to use his ability. Just, okay, yeah, I can, I'm going to get down here. I'm going to throw myself. Boop, boop. Okay, I'm, I'm raised up. I'm cool. But then we're lost. Our abilities are not for performance or show. 
Our abilities are not for fleshy gain to seek fame, a bunch of followers on social media, or have a big, great ministry so people can say how great we are. Our God-given abilities are to show forth how great God is and to bring him glory, right? Our God-given abilities are to show forth how great God is and to bring him glory. And so Jesus, what was his response to this? He was like, it is written, thou should not tempt God. That word tempt means to put to proof God's character and power. So my prayer for us is that we don't tempt or test God by using our abilities on something that he has not called us to do. There might be things that we want to do. He ain't called us to do them. But we have to use them on what he, what he has called us to do. So we see Jesus' testimony throughout his life. I can do nothing of myself. I can do only, I only do that which I see the Father do. I only say that, I only say what I hear the Father say. I can do nothing of myself. I mean, just on and on, you look at John, on and, I can do nothing of myself, only with the Father. It is the Father that worketh. So Jesus only did what he saw the Father do, and that means that he couldn't throw himself down from the temple because he didn't see the Father do it. Jesus understands understood that his ability came from God and God alone. And he glorified God with his ability and he didn't use them on worldly or fleshly things. And so it's the same for us in the kingdom of God that we can't do nothing of ourselves. One of my scriptures that, I mean, it just, it just comes when I wake up, when I go to bed, I can do, apart from you, God, I can do nothing. Apart from you, God, I can do nothing. Apart from you, I mean, just being up here, God, apart from you, I can't do, can do nothing, right? Because he is the true vine. And we are the branch. Paul said it like this in Philippians 2.13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. It is God working in you. So if you're good with your hands, it's God working in you. You know, you know Jesus was a great carpenter, right? He's a carpenter. He, he, he knows how to do stuff with his hands of all time. If you're a great singer, Guess who's working in you? It's God working in you because he sings songs of deliverance over us. If you are really creative and an artist, it is God working in you because he is the great creator. He is an artist, and each day we go out, we see this beautiful canvas and picture of clouds and beautiful sun rays. It is God that is working in us. Maybe you're a good speaker and a good preacher. It's God working in you. You know, Jesus is the best rabbi preacher ever known to man. If you have the ability to write plays, poetry, books, it is God working in you. Because he is the best bestseller, and he's inspired the book, the Bible, of all times penned by men. I want to share real quick, when I was writing my book, Dear Woman, um, I was on the third floor of my house, and I, it was really a big task. And I'm like, I don't know I'm, whew, how I'm going to do this, you know. And I just, I really had to rely on God. I was on my third floor. I was on my face. And I was like, Lord, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to these women? Because it's, it's called Dear Woman. It's for women. God, what do you want to say? Holy Spirit, what do you want? What, what do you want to say? And I would sit there. And I would sit there for like hours, like six hours. God, what do you want to say? And my pen would just be going, just be going, just be going. It's the Holy Ghost. It's Holy Ghost. One of my friends said, did you have a ghostwriter? I said, yeah, the Holy Ghost writer. I had the Holy Ghost 
help me with that book. And I know if some of you in here, we have talked, if you've called to write books and you haven't finished them yet, and I just want to pray, I just want to say you can do it. And I would like actually to pray for you real quick, real quick. He wants to return on this stuff. So whatever we have buried and put away, let's go get it and let's give him a return on his stuff. God, we say we will be a people that will give you a return. Laziness and wickedness is not a part of us, God. We will give you a return on what you have put inside of us. Tell them yes. Yes, we will do it, God. Yes, we will go. Yes, we will write. Yes, God. No more excuses. I don't have the money. I don't know the people. The king does not accept excuses because he knows the ability that he's put inside of you. That's why he gave you the idea. That's why he put it in your heart to do it because he knows the ability that he has put inside of you. So when the enemy comes to attempt you on your ability, you stand. You use the word of God and you declare what God has spoken over you, that you are well able, that you are well able. So I hope you enjoy that. Let's discuss just a little bit about abilities. Matthew 25, one of the parables in Matthew 25 is something that my husband and I, we have been meditating on that parable of the master giving the talents to the one with the five, the one that had the five, the two, and the one for like seven years now. And it's so packed with some yummy, good stuff. But if you look at that, the master gave away his money, his talents to his servants, according to their ability. He knew what was in them. And this last servant, if you look at it, had this one talent and he did not do anything with it. He covered it up. He hid the talent. And the master said to him that you are wicked and you're lazy. And so when the villain comes sometimes to attack us in our ability, oh, you can't do it. You're not able. You're not capable. And fear comes, which fear is a villain. Fear comes to tell us that we're not and we can't do it. And so what do we do? We hide. We hide. We hide, we hide our talent. This is what he says in Matthew 25. Verse 24, it says, Then he who received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, there it is again, and went and hid your talent in the ground. Hid whose talent? He hid the master's talent in the ground. Look, There you have what is yours. Oh, my goodness. So there we see the villain right there. Fear speaking to this servant. You know, it doesn't say it there. You know, it doesn't show the dialogue. But we but it's something that I I mean, I can see. He said I was afraid. So the villain of fear came in for this servant to hide his talent. The wicked and lazy servant. He was not thinking about his master at all. 
He was not thinking about getting the master a return. He was only thinking about himself and how he felt. And I've been there. I've been there. There's so many things that I know God has put inside of me and you could probably identify with it as well. And I just hit it. I just like, I'm afraid. I'm too afraid what people going to say, what people going to think. And I didn't think, well, who cares? What about getting the master a return that it is the master's talent anyway? It is his money. So this wicked, lazy servant, he buried the talent and his laziness with his ability did not help anybody. It didn't help anyone. Another example of the wicked and laziness in, in some area, we see it with the armies of Israel when they were tempted and they were tested and their villain, which was the giant at the time, Goliath, in 1 Samuel 17, 8 through 9, we see he said to them, choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then then we will be your servants. And so we see all these men, they were capable and ready and willing, and they didn't go out to fight. Not one of them. King Saul knew that they were trained and skilled soldiers. He knew their ability to fight, and that's why they were out there in the first place. But they were lazy, afraid why they could not use their ability. Wow. And some of us may be like that. The truth, like the, the armies of, of Israel, we're fully equipped and trained, ready to fight, but we don't. And some of us, we may have buried the king's stuff and our abilities like the servant. And so we must repent while there is still time and go and dig up those projects, those dreams, those ideas, plans, goals, so the master can have a great return. Paul says it like this. He talks about it in Romans 12, verse 6 to 8, that we all, there's these diverse giftings, having then gifts different according to the grace, then that he's, and he admonishes us to use them, use them. So no, don't bury them but use them. So if it's prophecy, he said, prophesy. If it's ministry, then minister. He that teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he goes down and he he lets us know that we're called and we're, we're supposed to use them. Peter says it like this, as each one of us received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Christ Jesus, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever. Amen. Right there, the ability which God supplies. So God, he, he gives us the ability. And Peter and Paul are telling us, hey, we encourage you to use that ability. We see it with Esther. Esther had to overcome the temptation to use her ability for her own selfish and fleshly gain. Mordecai came to her with the news of Haman's decree to kill all the Jews. And so we see Esther I say this, you know, it can be seen as an excuse. And she says that she can't go before the king. In Esther 4.11, she says, all the king's servants and the people of the king's providence know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has 
but one law put all to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. Yet I myself had not been called to go in to, to the king these 30 days. Esther's assignment, if we think about it, it was not just to sit and to use her influence and favor to be pretty in the palace, but she was called in the kingdom to be a voice for her people and petition the king on their behalf. And so Mordecai rebuked her. He sent a fatherly rebuke to her and said, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And so she, we see her call a fast and tell people to pray for her. And she rose up and she took the risk and she used her ability of influence and favor to save her people. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for that. We can see that Esther did that. And so we, in this season, when I'm talking about ability, we have to be careful of the temptation to use our ability for a selfish gain, for fleshly gain, and also to to hide, to cover up our ability. Because God has called us to use our ability to glorify him and him alone. So what is our declaration as strong women? We will stop downplaying and dumbing down our abilities because people around us are insecure. I mean, that's their problem, right? It's not your problem because we know from Matthew 25 that the master is returning. King Jesus is returning. And so we have time now to use our ability to glorify him. Samson, he used his ability of strength and power and might to defeat the Philistines. And he defeated more Philistines in his death than in his living. Moses, he used his ability, which is the strength and the power of the mighty to deliver the children of Israel from the heavy burden of Pharaoh. And so my challenge to you is how will you bring glory to God through your abilities? That's my challenge to us as we go throughout this week, the months and the year. How are we going to use our abilities for God? And let us not allow excuses, which I have been guilty of many of times. God, I don't have the money. God, I don't have the connections. And he's not going to accept those, you know, that he's just not because he knows that it's in us to do. And that should be comforting to us. That should not be something that should be beat down on us. It should be like, wow, God knows that I can do this. He gave me these children. He knows that I can raise them. He gave me this book idea. He knows that I can write this book or he gave me this business or he gave me this new position on my job or whatever it is. He knows that you can do it. And so we just have to stand up to be faithful stewards over that which he has given us. All right. So go and do it. I I believe that you can. I believe in you because you're sitting packed with ability and you're not sitting just packed with it just because is because the master who's given you those abilities knows that you can do it by his grace and by his strength and by his spirit you can do it share this with somebody 
If you've been blessed by this podcast today, share with a friend. Don't be selfish. <laughs> Don't hold it to yourself. Share with a friend and share with a friend of me. They need to hear it too. They need to know that their abilities are from God and that he is calling them to use it for his glory. Okay. And so also please join in connecting with me, follow in, plug in to my free membership where I will have videos. I have so many good, yummy stuff for you. Don't be in this world by yourself, isolated. Please connect in. I would love, love, love for you to join the One Strong Woman team. Also, I've been announcing it that November 19th, the second annual One Strong Woman Summit, the theme is, drum roll please, <laughs> becoming super, body, soul, and spirit. Supers, my friends, this is the season. This is the time to become whole, become strong, become strengthened, become built up in these areas. Like one area can be just super strong. You could be super strong in your spirit. Ooh, you're all, you know, in your words, you're praying, you're, you know, you're just strong. And then in your body, you just weak. No, he wants us to be holding all these areas and strengthening all these areas. So I have launched out to create this virtual online summit just for you in mind. I have interviewed these great, awesome women and experts in their field on different topics just for you to talk about self-care, to talk about wellness and working out, to talk about eating right, to talk about sexual purity and sonship. Talk about mental health. There's so many different topics that I have sat down and interviewed these women and a man, my hubby. Yes, I had to have a man on. You know, there's a thing that's going on right now about women and feminists, and I'm not about that. If you listen to this podcast, this is not what this is about. I do not bash men on this podcast. So, yes, I do have a man that's going to be speaking and sharing at this summit. And so I want you to plug in. So go to OneStrongWomanSummit.com, sign up for two free e-courses, and then you will get an email on a discount for the summit. So I don't want you to be left out, but you will be blessed. I've been on the other side. I've been blessed interviewing these people and it's just hitting me first, which it should. I am, you know, first as the host, it is hitting me. And so it is good. And you're going to be blessed. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to be super in these areas. Until next time, strong woman, everyday heroine, do not forget to bitch press life's villains. Bye-bye.